Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. Hello, citizens. I'm Phoenix West. Welcome to LIW, the Twilight Zone review show. Even though the theme song says something else. I don't know. I don't pay attention to this shit. All right, guys, this episode is one of the more cliche episodes. It's it's kind of a, what are those called, urban legend, I guess, more so than it is a Twilight Zone episode. This is the one where the twi- the hitchhiker keeps following the girl, and she keeps seeing him everywhere, even though she's driving 60 everywhere, and he keeps being up ahead, and she keeps seeing him over and over. And you know what happens three seconds into this fucking episode. This episode's introduced with uh, Nan Adams, uh, age 27, and... Rod says her job is a buyer at a New York department store. I don't know what the fuck job that is. What's a, what's a buyer at a store? Isn't that a customer? Isn't that what a customer does? Does she go out and like find clothes that they sell? I, I guess that's... I, I I would assume that the clothing places would bring them there and then... I, I, don't, I don't know how fashion works. I'm going to go ahead and just uh, claim ignorance on this one and just say, okay, that's her job. She's a buyer. Which sounds like a bullshit job to me, but whatever. Um, she's driving from, I don't know, New York to Los Angeles. Uh, episode starts off with she's getting her tire fixed, so she's the the drive across the country is going swimmingly so far. She blew a tire and in Pennsylvania, and this repairman just goes on to describe exactly how dead she should fucking be if she was going 65 and blew a tire. He's like, we shouldn't be calling a mechanic. We should be calling a hearse. You should be like a 55-yard red stain in the pavement for months to come. Uh, the, the local farmers will tell their kids about you. You're a horror story, lady. You should be dead. You should be goddamn dead, and uh, you're lucky not to be. And he drives her somewhere to get a real tire, and at this moment, you're like, oh, that was really fucking obvious. I assume she's dead. She sees a hitchhiker, and then later on, she sees a reflection of him when she's getting her tire fixed. Um, and it reminds me, I just watched last night, I finally watched this episode I've been looking for for, I don't know, decades. Of It turned out to be Amazing Stories, the show Amazing Stories, which is Spielberg's show back in the 80s. It's an episode Martin Scorsese directed called Mirror, Mirror, where the guy keeps seeing a just weird guy in the mirror. And every time he looks in the, in the mirror, the guy will be a little closer, and he's trying to strangle him. And I originally thought it was a an Alfred Hitchcock Presents episode, because I thought I remember it being black and white, because I watched it when I was you know, like five years old or something like that. And I remember being like, whoa, that was, that was intense. A little bit different than I remember. I... I thought it was a woman. I thought she was. I thought it was black and white, and I thought she got killed in a car in the end. I don't know. I looked around. I didn't see an original episode. This was based on. It says Mirror Mirror was based on, or some story pitched by Steven Spielberg. Who knows? That's this is as far as I can go. And I watched it last night. Good episode, not great. I don't know why it stuck with me so bad. But I think everyone has a little bit of a fear of mirrors in a weird way. That's why horror movies all have that mirror shot where you close the mirror and, oh, he's behind you, and you turn around and they're gone. Uh, that's what this whole episode was. Anyway, they describe that or she sees the reflection of the hitchhiker. The one guy doesn't see the hitchhiker, and you can tell immediately what the end's going to be. And I'm like, am I too cynical nowadays? Is, is this all that is? Is it Was it less obvious back then because they hadn't seen fucking everything and they don't expect they don't want to guess what's going to happen they just want to be entertained back then in the 60s this episode aired um january 22nd 1960 so 
I think they wanted to be entertained more than I think nowadays we try to go, Oh, the ending's there. I found it. I win. Like I, 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 I obviously I'm a, I'm guilty of that. Sorry for stammering there. I'm obviously guilty of that. I do it all the time. I can't help it. It's just the way my brain works, especially when I'm, when I'm a writer, I, I you have to, you try to, and it helps when you write to not think of, to think of the cliche and then go, okay, how can I subvert that? How can I go around it? How can I not do that? Because obviously that's not what I want to do. You don't want to be a cliche. The, um, anyway, the, she goes to leave, uh, the guy goes, have a safe trip. And I'm like, God, they're really hitting this fucking hard, aren't they? That she's dead. He, obviously she's dead. We all know that, right? If you watch this episode, you know she's fucking dead. There's no surprise there. She leaves. The hitchhiker turns around and does a direct-to-camera take like he's Ferris fucking Bueller. It's very strange. I was like, what are you doing, dude? What a weird shot to do for this show. This is a, not a comedy show. <laughs> it's like this weird, like, hey, how you doing, audience? He doesn't say anything. He just does that. I'm like, what the fuck was that? She drives a little longer, and it goes into her, her internal monologue. A little bit of voice over here, a little film noirish. Um, she's driving. She keeps seeing him. She's like, I drove 65 miles, and I saw him. I drove another 50, and there he was. And then she goes on to describe him in the most insulting way ever for no reason. She gets, She's like, he's not a scary man. He's just boring. If anything, he's a drab little mousy. He's just drab, a little mousy, a shabby, silly-looking scarecrow man, piece of shit, asshole, retarded, fuck, out of a cum bucket. She just keeps going on like these horrible things she can say about somebody, and like I'm like, what the fuck? He's just a guy. I understand that you're scared of him because of what he's doing, but he doesn't look that frightening. He just looks like, yes, he does look a little drab. And she keeps talking about how dirty his clothes are and how how poor he. Basically, she's like uh, describing how poor he is, like she's money shaming him when he's clearly has magical powers i don't know where she's coming from with this um she goes to a diner and she asks she's sitting there eating and then she asks the diner guy i don't know what his job is the the diner owner um she's like you get a lot of hitchhikers around here and he's like you serious like hitchhikers like uh no why the hell would we get hitchhikers? I mean, come on, look out there. It's a long stretch of freeway that you would not get out. And like, oh my God, the, the weather, you would just, you know, you would be able to sit out there. You would just, oh my God, I can't even go, I can't even explain to you quick enough how stupid that is that there would be hitchhikers. He basically just unleashes on her how stupid she is for asking this question. When all she did was go, you know, do you get all hitchhikers? That's it. That's all she asked. And this fucking guy is so high strung that he just goes off on her. And even when she's, like, clearly getting ready to leave and, like, okay, I went on this conversation, he keeps going. And he's just like, no, 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 hitchhikers. Are you fucking serious? You really want to talk to me about hitchhikers right now? I will fucking, oh, my God, I will will fuck you up, lady, on my hitchhiker knowledge of the area and the lack thereof of hitchhikers. But my knowledge is, is, is expanding every minute on the lack of hitchhikers in the area, the knowledge of that fact. And your ignorance of it is just outraging me. And, oh, oh, he's just ready to blow up on her. And I was like. Calm, calm down. It's it's a customer. You can. The answer would be, oh no, not really. Or you know, if you want to follow, up, no, not really. It's a long stretch of highway, and you know they don't want to be stuck out here. That's it. But he goes off for like a minute and a half on her. Um. The she goes back out of the car because you know she gets sick of being yelled at by the diner owner or the waiter. I don't know what the fuck he is. He could just be a lowly waiter. Who knows? In her her mind, a lowly dab little mousy waiter of a fuck shit retarded guy i don't know 
she just she's a piece of shit. Um, the hitchhiker approaches her while she's outside, and he's like heading west, and she takes off, and then he's like pushing her that way, pushing her west, and then she gets stuck on these train tracks. I I, I don't I don't understand, and then she kind of realizes after she pulls back and you know doesn't get hit by the train um, that he goes she goes in her you know in her monologue um he was beckoning me across the tracks he wants to kill me and i'm like this is a cheap cheap fucking episode to shoot because okay let's get a car let's get two actors the one actor will just be on camera all the time she will not have to say lines uh, uh, on screen She'll just be a close-up of her having different emotions. You can just shoot different emotions for four hours. We'll have plenty to work with. We'll go into a studio, record her voiceover, and call it good. Slap it on later. So fucking cheap. Uh, that's all it is. That's her whole, her whole scenes, except the ending, when she's on a phone call. That's about it. It's, I'm like, this is fucking cheap. That's, that's a good way to do it. Okay, that makes sense. Um, she keeps driving. She runs out of gas eventually. She reveals she's in fucking New Mexico. Um, so from Pennsylvania to New Mexico, she pulls off the road and goes, I, I pulled off the main highway in hopes to lose the hitchhiker finally. And I'm like, how fucking, how, denial is strong with this one. If you are not catching on to the fact that he's magic and something beyond you, beyond common sense is happening, if you can't figure that out, I'm, I'm glad she's dead. That's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm glad this woman's dead because she is an intensely stupid person. Runs out of gas, runs up to this roadside store where Tom Jones apparently works because he looks just fucking like him. Um, the dude's thug, too, because he's like, it's it's almost it's almost midnight, and he's like, why are you waking me up? She's like, I need gas. He basically is like, go fuck yourself, bitch. Like, let me know when that guy does rape you and come back, and then we'll call the sheriff. Okay, until then, fuck off. I was like, dude, this guy's thug. He he doesn't fuck around. He runs his business with an iron fist. And I and I also realized the um owner of the creepy store, like the the gas station in the middle of nowhere, for once isn't the one to be afraid of. And that's good, that's refreshing. She turns around after being yelled at by the guy, and there's a, a sailor there, and he he wants to go go with her. He wakes up the guy. And then he, they hitch, he hitchhikes with her, basically. And the whole time you're like, oh, what's he going to be up to? Is he going to turn into that guy? Who knows? Obviously, I know what happens, but never. Okay, this and this opened up a whole can of worms for me. What I was like, you see it all the time in old-timey movies. Um, the show, that, the movie New York, New York, um, also Scorsese, is all about like sailors on leave and you see it all the time at old movies where you just see a sailor walk in or a couple sailors and they're like, Oh, the sailors are here. And there's those guys in the sailor hats. And I've never once in my fucking life seen a sailor on leave on shore leave. Never once. Every once in a guy, once in a while you'll, you'll see the guy or the girl in camo walking around in like their army outfit. I see that every once in a while. I've never fucking once seen a sailor. It doesn't help that I live in Arizona. I live in Phoenix, Arizona, and there's not exactly oceans to sail. But I never once seen one. I never heard anybody mention that they've seen one. I never heard a real-life story about it. It's. I almost believe sailors don't exist. They don't. I'm 
I'm going to go ahead and state that as a fact now. I, I don't believe sailors exist. It's, it's call, call me crazy. I don't know. I just don't believe it. Until I see proof. Otherwise, I will not believe it. They're like ghosts to me. Okay, she, uh, she she's with, with the sailor, like I said, the made-up person who's just as real as the hitchhiker. She, she gets him in the car, and they're driving, and then she immediately goes to work on creeping him the fuck out. She just starts doing this, like, this guy's following me. I just can't get away. He's like, uh, he's start, you can kind of realize the the gears are kind of starting to turn in his head, like the gears of regret. And he's like, oh, fuck, I should have walked. I'd be slower, but oh, my gosh, this woman's crazy. She thinks she sees him. She swerves. He's like, what the fuck? No, nobody's there. I didn't see anything. He's like, I saw nothing. She swerves to hit the hitchhiker in a little bit, and then that's when he like pounds on the brakes, gets out of the car, leaves, and he's like, I'd rather be possibly raped in these woods than drive with you, lady. Holy shit, you're crazy. And then, um, and good call on the sailor's part. Good call. Um, it's funny when you think about it, because she is dead, that he was actually the one with the ghost. And you think it's going to be like, she's the one with the ghost or something. I do like the fact that the, the sailor got a ride with a goddamn ghost. She goes to call her her mommy. Um, I don't know why. She just wants to talk to somebody at home. And she does one of my favorite old-timey things where she gets on the phone and talks to the operator, which doesn't exist anymore. I, I don't know if you pick up a phone, like if you could find a landline and hit zero. Do you still get an operator or is it just a system? Is it just like a, you know, if you like to dial, please. Not that old-timey sounding, but if it's like, if you like to dial, please, please, please enter one. for. Is it one an automated system or is it like literally a person? Like, Klondike 474, please, yes. Like, I don't know if that still exists, because she goes, give me Trafalgar. And I was like, what the fuck? Is that like a Game of Thrones character? I don't know what that is. Is that one of the dragons? Trafalgar. That's what she said. 41098. And I was like, I kind of miss that. I kind of miss that. Now everybody has a cell phone. They just go, click on this guy's name and hit call. That's it. That's as far as we go with it. If you have to call anybody, you're fucked. If you don't have your phone on you, you just have no idea what their number is, and you're like, you're just hopeless. Um, the person on the other end of the phone answers, and they say, you know, your mom doesn't live here. She doesn't say your mom. I just don't remember her last name. Mrs. Blah, blah, blah doesn't li- isn't here because she suffered a nervous breakdown after the death of her daughter. And she's like, but that can't be. I'm her daughter. Ah. Then she walks away from the phone, just lets it go. And I like this whole scene. She lets the phone go and, and kind of does this uh, voiceover, and I'm like, oh, my God, she's describing me as a person. She's describing how I feel uh, the day-to-day, even the fact that she's in Arizona, because she says, I'm going to say exactly what her speech, her speech is here. She just walks, she kind of realizes what happened, and she goes, it's very odd. The fear has left me now. I am numb. I have no feeling. It's as if someone had pulled out some kind of a plug in me and everything, emotion, Feeling, fear has drained out, and now I'm a cold shell. I'm conscious of things around me now, the vast night of Arizona, the stars that look down from the darkness. Ahead of me stretched a thousand miles of empty mesa, mountains, prairies, desert. She goes on after that, but it doesn't apply to me. And I was like, holy shit, I, I am a cold shell. I, I, this is all true. Uh, it's, it's insane. She just like, it's like she read my diary, and of course I have a diary. And at this moment, you realize, yeah, that's the episode's going exactly the way you think it's going to go. She gets in the car, she looks in the rearview mirror, and there is the, the hitchhiker. 
And then you, I guess you're supposed to realize the hitchhiker's death. I kind of thought they'd go more clever with it. Like it was the guy that was in the other car or it was the guy that was hitchhiking with her initially. And they just died together and he was tracking her down to get her to realize the truth. But they went super simple with it. It was just like, he, he just is like, you ready to hit? You going my way? I think that's what he says. And I was like, that was it. That was, that was it. That's as far as you're going to go with this. Okay. All right. That's death. And I was like, death has a fucked up way to let someone know that they died. And he's like, doesn't he? Be more direct. You don't have to do this cat and mouse game of fear and time. She drove most of the way across the country, just scared shitless. And you could have went, hey, you died. You died back there. Is it one of those things where they have to realize it themselves? Well, let her fucking realize it in a different way. You don't have to like literally torture her by showing up every 45 yards and be like, eh, here's my thumb. Oh, he almost killed a sailor. <laughs> had nothing to do with this. That's crazy. <laughs> uh. Well, luckily, sailors don't exist, so I don't know where to go down on this. So, this again, this is a very, very cliche episode. It's it's just an urban legend told Twilight Zone style. That's really it. It's kind of too long for the plot involved with it. And by that, I mean it should be 12 minutes, I want to say. That's kind of the... Well, you can always tell when they have an urban legend episode where it's just like, this is 30 minutes and most of it is filler. And some of the filler can be fine, but in this one I was like, okay, yeah, I I get it. You realize it too quickly and then you're just kind of stuck there watching the rest of it unfold. So you're watching the character be like blissfully ignorant to their situation while you yourself know exactly what's happening. So you're kind of like, oh my God, bitch, figure it out. And you're kind of just shouting at the screen. I mean, I didn't hate this episode, but I was like, I get it. And it's not just because I've seen it. Even if I hadn't seen this episode, everybody knows the urban legend. And we're like, yeah. Um, okay, so good episode. I give it like a, I don't know, out of 10, a 7, I guess. It's it's well done. It's it's well done more than it is well told. I, I just like the film noir style. I like the, the I liked a lot of the shots. I like the voiceover stuff. It it's a good way to tell the story without having her talk to nobody who's because she's alone so they have to do the voiceover pretty much uh there's there's some good shots of the car <laughs> i don't know what else to say about this because it's just literally a woman driving for the whole episode the actors are all good the, the, the guy that plays a sailor was in a different episode uh we'll get to him eventually uh yeah a solid episode and that's all i gotta say about it so i'm gonna fuck off now uh go to liwstudios.com and guys, seriously, go there. LAstudios.com. LAWstudios.com. There we go. I got all the shows in there. Americant is a video show. Um, Shitty Movie Showdown is gearing up this week. It is start Today is Tuesday. Um, let's see, July 12th. And I'm filming episode one on Friday. So I'm thinking by the end of the month, it'll be ready to go. Ready to air. So check out Shitty Movie Showdown. I got some like behind-the-scenes stuff on there a little bit on the website and check out Nick Cage cast. I'm three episodes deep. It's going really well. It's fun. People are not, are not as into Nick Cage as I would hope they were. The, the views are not too great on that. I'll be honest. Go fucking watch it. I know they're long, but they're funny. They're fun. I play clips from the episodes or the movies. Each episode I do a different movie, different Nick Cage movie. I play clips through from the movie and from different movies or whatever I relate it to. I don't know. It's fun. Go check it out. <sighs> I think that's it. And Phoenix West show on, on the website as well. Any questions, comments, um, r- racial things you want to make fun of me for? I don't know. Call me honky. Black Lives Matter. I, I, I believe that. 
um, send that to loiteringwonderland at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and let me know what you think. Let me know what's going on with you. I love you. Goodbye. So, ne- <laughs> so until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.